season's greetings from the management of MuppetHub.com. Since it's almost Christmas, I thought you might like to hear a story about the true meaning of Christmas. And the reason I think you'll like it is that in it are some old friends of yours. A few people, one or two furry monsters, whatever species Ernie and Bert are supposed to be, and a great big eight-foot-tall Steve Swanson. Not to mention his co-hosts, Jared Fairclough, and least important of all, J.D. Hansel. If that story doesn't sound interesting to you, just stop the record here. I really don't mind. You'll be saving us both a lot of time. Still here, huh? Crap. All right, let's begin. As our story begins, J.D., Steve, and Jared find themselves in a blank void of nothingness, face-to-face with a mysterious, ethereal entity. Hello, I'm the ghost of Ebenezer Scrooge, who you may remember from my hit movie, The Muppet Christmas Carol, in which I was played by award-winning actor Sir Michael Caine. Um, hi there, ghost of Ebenezer Scrooge. What can we do for you? Actually, this is about what I can do for you, because you boys need to learn, just as I did, the true meaning of Christmas. Oh, no, no, we're not one of those stories, are we? Yes, I'm afraid you are. Now, as you may remember from my story, I once hated Christmas, much like you do, Jared. But then I met a bunch of freaky Muppets who showed me really freaky things. So what you need to do now is meet some freaky Muppets so they can show you what Christmas is all about. Oh, great, and how are we supposed to do that? Well, I don't suppose any of you gents know how to get to Sesame Street. Hey, wait a second. I I think I know this one, actually. Do either of you guys remember that old TV special, Julie on Sesame Street? I'm pretty sure you're the only person on Earth who remembers that one, JD. You know, I used to remember it, but then I had therapy. Okay, fine. Well, at the beginning of the special, Julie Andrews is in this white, empty nowhere land until she points to the street sign, and then she's suddenly just there on Sesame Street. So you mean like that sign over there? What? Where? Right over there, see? Oh, oh! Heavens to freaking Murgatroyd, Steve! We're on Sesame Street! Last one to Hooper's is a rotten egg! Woo! Ugh, this is gonna suck. Wow, this all looks so old-fashioned, like we're on Sesame Street in its early years. Yeah, it's actually just the way I remember it from when I was a kid. You know, like, when it was good. But wait, where is everybody? Oh yeah, that's weird. Wait, do you hear that? Yes, it was at this moment that Steve and JD realized they had found themselves in A Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. The Muppet holiday classic known for Sesame Street's greatest Christmas songs, a weird scene with giant Muppets skating, and no appearance by Michael Jackson. Hey, Jared, guess what? No. We're in A Christmas Eve on Sesame Street! Oh, come on! First you expect me to believe that we've been magically swept away from home, then you expect me to believe we've gone all the way to Sesame Street, and now you really think that I'm gonna buy that we're inside a Christmas special from 1978, a full 11 years before I was born. What other fairy tale nonsense do you think I'm gonna believe in? Orange Oscar? Deb Spinney? Grow up! Look, Jared, I respect your skepticism here, but... You've got all the evidence you need all around you. Look, over there you can see Big Bird freaking out because Oscar's got him worried about Santa. 
But Kermit, how can Santa Claus get down the chimney when he's so freaking fat? No, no, not buying it. Fake news. Okay, well, how about this? Um, hey, hey, Cookie Monster, come here for a second. Mm, you got cookie? Uh, no, not, not right now, but I just wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on healthy eating? Yeah, do you think cookies are a sometimes food? What do you take me for, some California hippie? Me eat cookies! There, see? No, this is all a weird dream from something I ate. This might be a bit of undigested beef, a blob of mustard, a crumb of cheese. Hey, Cookie Monster, want to smoke? Yeah, I'll light them up, baby. Oh my god, we're in the 70s. I know! Isn't it great? Uh, but why does it have to be a Christmas production? This is like the worst holiday of the year. Jared, how can you say that? Yeah, Jared, Christmas is the best. Not for me, guys. It's... I don't know what it is. I guess it's kind of... everything. That's so sad to hear. Me love Christmas. But what is there to love? What they're not to love. Every year it's all the same. Christmas specials on TV, they all look the same to me. Because in actuality, I hate Christmas. People loaded up with booze out at parties where they schmooze. It's never what this guy would choose. I hate Christmas. And if you want the truth, I don't really care about looking at Facebook and other American holidays. Or whenever the f your birthday is either. Oh, Jared, me think you have completely wrong idea about Christmas. People loaded with goodwill, Christmas cookies eat me, fill me, never get enough, but still, me love Christmas. Christmas decorations hang, Christmas carols to be sang, me know me said it once, but dang, me love Christmas. But Cookie Monster, Christmas is just all products of marketing, it's another way to get parents to buy stuff for kids. Oh look, another DVD with Elmo on the front. Everything's been hijacked by that short red fairy cat. Ugh. All this crap is everywhere. Every Christmas, I despair. I'm telling you, I just don't care. I hate me love. I hate Christmas. So we're singing in this special. That's cool. As the strains of this newly reimagined holiday classic dissipated in the air, our three little dorks made their way to Hooper's store, where the Sesame Street gang was warming up from their ice skating with some nice hot cocoa. Oh, hello, JD. Hi, Steve. Hi, Jared. Hey, how do all you guys know our names? Oh, uh, we just kind of know everybody's names. It's just a thing we do here. Oh, nice. So, guys, uh, what are you doing for the holidays? Got any big plans? Mm, not really. Yeah, I mean, we're not usually stuck inside a 1970s Christmas special this time of year, so we kind of have to see how this plays out before we plan anything special. Why do you ask? Oh, it's just that Prairie Dawn is directing our annual Christmas pageant about the true meaning of Christmas, and we need a few guys to play the wise men. Since you three are all in town, I just figured I'd ask, are you guys any good at acting? No, sorry, they suck at acting, uh, and I refuse to take part in any Christmas play, thank you very much. What? Jared! What are you doing? Yeah, we're supposed to be learning about the true meaning of Christmas here. And by we, he means you. Wait, why just me? Because Steve and I already love Christmas, Jared. Yeah, and you just sang a whole song about how you hate Christmas. So clearly, you're the one keeping us here. No, 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 hold on. JD here is a proud skeptic. He doesn't believe in magic or Santa Claus or any of that stuff. How do we know this isn't his fault? Hey, I believe in Santa Claus in a... 
a, a metaphorical sense. I mean, it's about the giving, not the suit and not the man. Mate, don't quote Lettuce to Santa to me, all right? It just makes you sound more guilty. Yeah, you suck, JD. Steve? Oh, sorry, I got carried away there. Letters to Santa is a trigger for me. Hello, everyone. Hi, Hi Mr. Hooper. Hooper. Hi, Mr. Hooper. Everyone, I have great news. I have found a way to remove capitalism from Hooper's store entirely, making for a better tomorrow for my lovely granddaughters. Wow, how are you going to do that, Mr. Hooper? Well, after I was informed that simply giving people things for free would make Hooper's store, strictly speaking, not a store, I decided to instate a barter system. Oh, a barter system. What's a barter system? A very good question. A barter system means that working-class citizens such as yourselves, who don't have the money to buy people presents like the 1% do, can simply come to the store and give me your things in exchange for other things. Hey, Bert, maybe that's how we'll get each other Christmas presents this year. Yeah, I don't see how trading in our prized possessions at the last minute could backfire on us at all. Uh, say, Mr. Hooper? Yes, hello, immigrant boy. Welcome to our country. Thank you. Uh, so, question for you. Would you say it's important to share during the holiday season? Oh, yes, especially your fair share. So, seeing how it's a season of giving and all, uh, would you say that giving to others is the true meaning of Christmas? I suppose you could say that, yes. All right, well, there we go. All I have to do is give people crap and we'll be done here. But, Jared, that's not the same as having the Christmas spirit. Hey, speaking of spirits, can Jared's first present be another drink for Elmo? No, Elmo, get drunk. I'm not supporting your bad habits. Hey, hold on. How is Elmo here? Yeah, isn't this supposed to be in the 70s? Oh, Elmo gets added in later on account of his growing popularity in the 90s. Oh. All right, guys, let's do this. Jared, you go work on getting presents for everyone. And JD, you're going to work on being a believer instead of a doubter. Well, how the heck am I supposed to do that? Oh, I've got some ideas. Before he knew it, J.D. found himself on the roof of 123 Sesame Street, looking over Big Bird's nest, with Steve standing comfortably on the ground so far down below. How does this help me again? Because if you want to be a believer, a good place to start is to believe you can fly. But I don't do drops, Steve. I know. So I'm helping you overcome your fear of riding Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, I wrote it, didn't I? Okay, chapter 10, learning how to fly. Flying is a simple matter of belief. Anyone can fly as long as he believes that he can. Now, JD, just repeat after me. I was born to fly. I was born to fly. The air is my home. The air is my home. <laughs> See the beetle sitting on the stone. No! All right, now jump. Huh, I guess you didn't believe hard enough. You all right, JD? Yeah, I'm okay. I landed on my head. Hey, what's going on in here? Hi, Hi Big, Big Bird. Bird. Yes, I am. What are you up to right now, Big Bird? Oh, nothing much. I was worried about how Santa Claus would get down the chimney, 
but now I feel really good. And all I can think about is my favorite Christmas song, Ding Dong Merrily I'm High. Well, that's nice. Say, Big Bird, do you want to hear what Steve's favorite Christmas song is? Oh, J.D., no, don't... Don't do this. It's a perfectly good song, and in fact, a great Christmas song. And I know you hate it, but I know if I name it, that it'll start to play, because this is Sesame Street and it's Christmas time, so it pretty much has to happen. JD, come on! Sorry, Steve, but it is a tradition. We gotta do it. JD, no, no, I'm, I'm begging you! Please, not this song! Please, not this song. I don't know what you have against this song. Please, not this song. You know I hate it. Can it please be done? Not yet, Steve. Please, not this song. But people like it. Please, not this song. But it's so catchy. Please, not this song. You know what? It's even worse as a duet. No, no, I don't want the song in this special. I hate it. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. I know you hate it, but it had to be done. It really is just the worst. I like it. If Santa Claus has to deliver all those presents to boys and girls on Christmas Eve, how does he get down the chimney? How? He comes down with his reindeers. Tell me this. How does he do it? <laughs> he slides. He slides. All right, you little twat. How do you think Santa gets his big fat ass down the chimney? Maybe he goes on a diet and gets really skinny. Wrong. Santa is that he's fattest at Christmas. Do your research. He comes to the door. That's his keys. What keys? Santa Claus keys. He goes down really fast. Well, that lot of good that'll do. What the f*** is going down fast We'll take you now to Kermit the Frog with another fast-breaking news story. Uh, hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here with Sesame Street News in the town of Accident, Maryland. Yes, that's right, Accident, Maryland. It's a real town. Look it up. And after a huge snowstorm last week, temperatures have surprisingly climbed up into the upper 50s this week. To learn more about how this could have happened, I am here now with snow expert Frosty the Snowman. Uh, Mr. Snowman? Or, uh, uh Frosty? Uh... Thank you for joining us on Sesame Street News. Yes, thank you for having me, Kermit. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, Frosty, this warm front is causing all the snow in the area to, uh, well, melt. Is that right? Yes, sir, that's right. The weather is getting so nice and warm. The roads are getting clearer. Soon you'll be able to drive without any trouble at all. It's wonderful. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you seem oddly happy about all this, Mr. Snowman. Oh, I am just so delighted. I'll finally be able to take the family down to Disney for the holidays. Uh, down in Disney World. In Florida. Yup, that's right. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think I'd better address the elephant in the room here. So, Mr. Snowman, aren't you worried about melting in the warmer weather? Oh, good heavens, no. Haven't you heard my song? That silk hat they put on me must have had some magic in it or something. So even though I'll melt away, I'll be back on Christmas Day. Oh, wow, that's great. So even though it'll be too warm to snow this Christmas, you'll come back? That's great news. 
Beg your pardon? I said, even though it'll be too warm to snow this Christmas, you'll be back on Christmas Day. I am so happy to hear Help! that. Help! Uh, Frosty, what seems to be the... I'm uh, melting! Melting! Well, Frosty, that does seem to be what happens to snow when the weather gets warm. But I'm a magic snowman! The kids made me! And then they put the silk hat on me! And if there's no snow to put a magic hat on, what are they supposed to do? Stick a hat on an icy pop? Ah, uh, but Frosty, this is kind of to be expected. Strangely, your condition may be with your being alive and all. I mean, snowmen all over the world melt every... Uh, sorry, the ground's a little soggy here. Let me just uh, step over here out of the water. Hey! That's me you're stepping in! How dare you, you crude amphibian fiend! Somebody call the police! Call an ambulance! Call Jack Frost! Call Mr. Coldmiser! Alert the media! Uh, actually, I am the media, and this has been Kermit Frog with Sesame Street News. Mr. Snowman, would you indulge us in the obligatory What a World, What a World, please? Huh. Well, uh, it seems that there is no further comment from Frosty the Snowman at this time. Hopefully he'll be back again someday, but in the meantime... There's a free corncob pipe on the ground if anybody wants it. Oh, yeah, light them up, baby. And with that, we return you now to your regularly scheduled program, Elmo Wars. There is no second guessing their motives now, ladies and gentlemen. They are coming for everything, and they're not giving up until they have all the power. And when they do, say goodbye to your cookies. Say goodbye to your triangles? Say goodbye to your letter W? You want to know what Hoop Restore and the Fix-It Shop look like when they're run by a faceless bureaucracy? I'm going to tell you what happens. What happens is waves and waves of immigrant invasions. They're coming from everywhere. They're coming from Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. They're coming from Romper Room. They're coming from... They're coming from the electric company. And no one's going to protect us from them. Have a very special Christmas season this year. Not holiday, Christmas season with your family this year. And remember, as you're gathered around your table, Elmo loves you. And Elmo only wants what's best for you. And what's best for all of Sesame Street. Which is why Elmo says, resist the resistance! Merry Christmas. And that is a wrap. We are officially up the air for Christmas, Elmo. Oof, that's a relief. One less thing for the whole rest of the year. Thanks, Grover. Good job on the show. You're a great producer. Elmo loves you. Will Grover be at Hooper's Tavern later with the rest of the crew? Yes, uh, but Elmo, I wanted to talk to you about that. Uh, do you think that maybe tonight you could not get this, uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, could you please not get as uh, fur-faced as you have been lately? What are you talking about? Oh, please do not take offense, Elmo. But it is just, well, uh, we are your friends, uh, and we care about you. Uh, we do not like to see you drinking quite as much as you do. It, it is not good for your cute little monster liver. That is all. Grover? Yes, Elmo? Grover, do you know why Elmo drinks so much? No, Elmo. Why? It's because of all the stress that comes from knowing how things really work in this world, Grover! Oh, I had not considered that. Uh, who is that? Jared! Ah, it is Jared Fairclough of the Muppet Mindset! Hi, Grover. Say, uh, Grover, did I catch Elmo before he got all, you know, like, fur-based? 
Yes, he is sober. Uh, for now. Perfect. Thank you. Elmo! Oh, hi, Mr. Jared. Elmo is so happy to see you. Hi, Elmo. Great to see you, too. You know, while you're normal. Are you going to be in the Christmas pageant this year, Elmo? Well, Elmo hasn't been invited to participate, but don't worry. He'll be edited in. Lovely. Elmo, have you got any Christmas plans this year that I might be able to be a part of so I can get out of spending time with JD in this stupid Christmas special? Well, Elmo's probably just getting together with family and friends for Christmas, as usual. Well, that sounds nice. Could I come? Well, Mr. Jared, you aren't a monster, and don't take this the wrong way, but we like to keep things kind of pure in our community, you know what I mean? Ah, uh, yes, yes. No, I get it. No worries. I mean, Elmo loves you. You know that. You're one of the good ones in Elmo's eyes. But the other monsters, they, they won't understand. Say no more, Elmo. Say no more. It's all good. You know, Mr. Jared, you're the only one Elmo feels he can really talk to sometimes. I mean, Mr. Jared doesn't have fur or horns or sharp teeth, but Elmo feels Mr. Jared really is a monster in his heart. Aw, oh, thanks, little buddy. You're pretty cool, too. You keep preaching the truth on your radio show, and I'll keep listening. Elmo may be covered in red fur, but he isn't wearing rose-colored glasses. Speaking of rose-colored glasses, who wants an appletini? Elmo's buying the first round! Uh, you know what? Is your studio available at the moment? Sure. Elmo's done for the rest of December. It's all yours. Yes! I can finally do my own show with that friggin' Hansel in the way. We have now reached the end of part one of this record. Oh, come on! This is the time when you turn the record over, or just stop here, and then we can all go home. I really wouldn't mind. With Christmas Eve night fast approaching, Big Bird still had no idea how Santa Claus would get down the chimney. But he wasn't concerned anymore. I'm not concerned anymore. As Steve approached Big Bird's nest, he could smell that the air was thick with anticipation for the holiday season. Boy, I sure am anticipating the holiday season. Just like I said. Yep, just like you said. Wait, you can hear me? Sure, I've been listening to you this whole time. But, ow, you're just a fictional character. None of this is really happening. You got it, man. None of this is really happening. And I think I'm the only one who knows that. It's all a simulation. Um, all around Big Bird's nest were, um, were various 
and sundry pipes and bowls and... Yup, that's all the plumbing for 123 Sesame Street right there. And I love eating my bird seed out of my bowls. Right, right. Uh, but there, just on the other side of Big Bird's front door was... Yup, there it is. That's my big bong. That sound means Steve must be at the door. Come on in, Steve. Uh, hi, Big Bird. Yes, I am. Hey, I was just stopping by to see if JD was here. I've been trying to get him to believe in Santa Claus, but he seems to be afraid that it'll make him dumber, so I think he's hiding somewhere. Well, I haven't seen him here. Say, Mr. Scuba Diver, how are you liking Sesame Street? Oh, it's great, Big Bird, just like the song says. It's a magic carpet ride. Wow, what a coincidence. I'm on a magic carpet ride right now. It's amazing. I just wish Radar were here to ride with me. Oh, that's too bad. What happened to Radar? I don't know. He was here this morning, but by this afternoon, he was gone. Well, that's odd. Grover told me that he lost his name tag today, which is very inconvenient for him since he uses the same one name tag for all of his different jobs. And he said he first noticed it was missing just after talking with Jared earlier today. Well, you know, Bert and Ernie had something just like that happen to them today, too. Is that so? What's going on with Bert and Ernie? Nothing. They're just friends. They don't exist below the waist. How can they be gay? They're just friends. No, 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 Big Bird. What, what I mean is I worry that Jared might be taking things from everyone on Sesame Street instead of giving things to them. And that means we may never get home. I wonder where Jared is now. Welcome, everyone, to Muppet Fan Talking a show where Jared Fairclough, that's me, shows why he should have been the star of Muppet Hub's podcast all along. So since it's this special time of year, I thought I would get things started with a few fun jokes and stories that'll surely ruin Christmas for you folks at home that we can all hate it together. Say, what do you get when you watch Robin the Frog play Tiny Tim a billion times? All you see are billions of frogs on tiny crutches. Gosh, that's rather dark. <laughs> JD, why are you here? You're ruining my moment! Sorry, Jared, but I've been hiding here to keep away from Steve while he's trying to make me believe in magic by forcing me to play Quidditch. I just... I just can't take it anymore. And I think he's still out there, so I'm afraid you're stuck with me for a little while. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Alright, Hansel, you've got all of Sesame Street listening to you right now. What would you like to waste their time rambling about today? Okay, so... Here's what I'm wondering about, Jared. Jared, we, we all know that you're not really crazy about Christmas, but I think... Not at all. Yeah, well, so I think the problem is that Australia is doing it wrong. What you gotta do, what you gotta do is take Christmas, and for you guys, you just need to move it around to the colder part of the year. What you guys need is to have a proper white Christmas. Because otherwise, all the Christmas songs on the radio don't apply to you and don't make sense where you are. And and watching a great Christmas movie like Muppet Christmas Carol just doesn't make any sense when you should all be out surfing at the beach. So that's my plan to save Christmas for you, is we need to fix Australia. Right, look, I'll bring that up at the next parliamentary meeting. This does seem vaguely racist, but 
I mean, I guess it's a whole nation. I don't know. Is it nationist? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think racist applies here. But nationalist? No, nationalist would imply. Uh, would imply a certain. Well, maybe it is nationalist. I don't know. What do you think of Emmett Otter's jug band Christmas? Uh, it's it's fine. Yep. Yeah. It's yep. it's it's weird because like I normally think of that as something that is really really special and that I really really love. And then recently I realized I cannot make heads or tails of this story or like what I mean, the script is so bizarre because they're clearly taking a fairly short children's book and making it into a whole special just by adding one random song after another random song. Like, I'm OK with the fact that the songs in Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas are not Christmas songs. I'm fine with that. I'm weirded out by the fact that in nearly every scene, when the characters aren't sure what to do now and the story has no place to go, someone's just like, hey, let's sing a song about my fat grandma. And then they're like, fat grandma in a bathing suit. And then it's just a random song that's just there. And then they move on. Like, I just... Yeah, but, who... yeah, but, yeah, but fat grandma in a bathing suit is my ringtone and I'll defend it till the day I die. That's fair. That's fair. But it's just... I just don't see how you can make a good production out of just a series of random sketches and songs that are barely held together with a very loose narrative. So there you guys are. Oh, no. Hello, Steven. Hey, Jared. Say, some of our Sesame Street friends have begun to suspect that you're taking things from them. Is that true? No, of course not. I'm just borrowing things from them. Wait, what? Yeah, don't worry. I've got a plan. Everybody will get a nice present from me and be quite content. You'll see. But, Jared, I don't think... I've got a plan. You'll see. All right, then. Now, JD, have you come around to believe in magic yet? No. That's what I thought. All right, then. Time to realign your chakras. Aw, man. Jared, would you like to join us? No, no, not even a little bit. Uh, I'll just catch you later at the pageant. Okay. Oh, that reminds me. I talked to Prairie Dawn, and now we're all signed up to play the wise men in the Christmas pageant. No. Oh, man. Why'd you have to do that, you jerk? The Christmas pageant is the only way to make sure both of you believe in Christmas magic. Ugh, fine. But if I gotta do this, I'm doing it drunk. And so he did. Jared met up with the rest of the gang at Hooper's Tavern to find Elmo finally remembering tender moments from Christmas's past. Shut up, Kermit! Elmo distinctly remembers singing in the Sesame Street recording of 12 Days of Christmas. Elmo was there! Elmo, I am telling you, that wasn't originally you. That was hardhead Henry Harris. He sang the line, Two Baby Frogs, on the original recording. And then Elmo was edited in... And now the old version never happened. Hardhead Harry Henderson isn't even real anymore. What kind of jive talk is that, man? Ah, great. You got one line in this, Henry. Now you matter. Elmo, try to understand. We all did a lot of things on Sesame Street before you were big and famous. And even though you remember them as things you did, some of your bigger moments were actually done first by the rest of us. That's nonsense! Some of Elmo's favorite songs he sang became Sesame Street's biggest hits. Elmo-san, what's the name of that song? Um, yeah, all of us sang that at some point. Shut up! Elmo invented that song. What about Somebody Come and Play? That's a classic Elmo song. Oh, I remember when I sang that. Yeah, I sang that too. 
And Snuffy's saying it too. Big Bird, how many times do we have to tell you? Snuffy's just in your imagination. Oh, please. Next you're going to tell me that my flying lollipop friends are just in my imagination. That's nice, Big Bird. That's nice. Elmo was in the groundbreaking, first-of-its-kind book, Another Monster at the End of This Book. Um, Elmo, uh, that was originally my book. Uh, I was the monster at the end of the book. You'll be the monster at the back of Elmo's hand if you don't watch your mouth. Uh, why do I put up with him? Say, Mr. Hooper? Yes, immigrant boy, what can I do for you? Would you mind if I borrowed your apron? Of course you can borrow my apron, young man. And you know what? Why don't you take this free college diploma, too? Yay, thank you, Mr. Hooper. It's no trouble at all. Uh, Jared, you've been taking a lot of things from a lot of people lately. Yeah, what's going on with you? Don't worry about it, guys. I have a plan. Uh, but Jared, don't you think it's maybe not the best I have a plan. You'll see what I've been up to at the after party for tonight's Christmas pageant, and I think you'll be real happy. All right, if you say so. Meanwhile, Count Von Count has been on an amazing adventure of his own that is far more interesting than anything in this recording thus far or in the original Christmas Eve on Sesame Street special. His story has dancing nutcrackers and gumdrop fairies, talking teddy bears and winter warlocks, the Count even battles the abominable snowman. It's really the highlight of the story. You should hear it sometime. But since records are short, we'll skip ahead to the big Christmas pageant, where we join J.D., Steve, and Jared as they meet Kermit backstage. Hey, guys. Oh, good, you're here. Prairie Dawn is just getting started, and we need your help. I know this is a little last minute, but... We could really use I know, a few... I know, you want us to play the wise man. Well, we're not interested. Oh, no, there's no problem there. A bunch of guys just drove up from Frogtown Hollow who agreed to be the wise man in exchange for some mashed potatoes. You see, we just need you guys to keep an eye on Frazzle for a while so he doesn't try to eat the reindeer again. All right, that sounds manageable. I'm sorry, did you say reindeer? Yeah, hold on. Why would there be reindeer in a story about the birth of Jesus? I can see Mary and Joseph out there, and the shepherds, and the sheep, and the... <laughs> Wait a minute. Why do all those shepherds look just like Elmo? Ah, uh, well, they used to be some random anything Muppets, so Sesame just went ahead and edited Elmo winners all of them. Oh. Uh, hey, Cookie Monster, get ready with the snow, and elves, you should be standing on your mark. Uh, hold on, Kermit. This show doesn't make any sense. JD, stop overthinking it. Uh, no, I, I don't mind. I can explain. You see, guys, this isn't the story about the virgin birth of Jesus. No, no, that's been done a zillion times. This is a story about the magic virgin birth of Santa Claus. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. This is ridiculous. Oh, well, understand. We don't mean to be sacrilegious or uh, uh, disrespectful to your religious beliefs, JD. Oh, come on. Do I seem like a religious guy to you? I, uh, yeah, yes, you, you, yes, you do. Well, that's not what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about this obsession with people believing in magic during the holiday season. Like, if some character in a movie says they don't believe in Santa Claus, it always means they need to change their ways and become a better person, even though no sane person would believe in Santa Claus anyway. It's nuts. Doesn't anybody know what Christmas is all about? That's it. I'm going out on stage. Hey, Prairie, Prairie, stop the music. I have something to say. Friends, Muppets, Elmos, I would like to proudly declare that I do not believe in magic. And you know what? That's okay. 
because I still care about Christmas and I still care about people. Christmas isn't about flying reindeer or magic elves. It's about, it's about being with the people you love and showing them that you appreciate them. It's about finding what's important to you, even if it isn't special to anyone else, and celebrating that. It's about remembering how great it is to love and to give and keeping that feeling with you all through the year. Christmas isn't about believing, it's about being. This is the one time of year when we recognize just how important it is to love people. The one time of year when everyone around the world makes a wish for peace on Earth. And if that isn't a true blue miracle, I don't know what one is. Now let's put aside this pageantry and have some fun together, darn it! We've got a great band here on stage all the way from Frogtown with a song that I think really encapsulates the true spirit of Christmas. So let's all sing along! Hit it, guys! Rock and roll! Party on, baby! Power to the people! Punk's not dead! And so the entire street kept on jamming and rocking and rolling all night on into the after party, which is when Jared made his big announcement. Everyone? Uh, everyone? Hi, sorry, I'm gonna make a big announcement. Just like he said. What? Huh? First of all, I would like to thank all of my Muppet friends for making this such a special evening. Cookie, Elmo, Big Bird, Grover, Bert and Ernie, the Riverbottom Nightmare Band. Keep on rocking, Jared! But you know what? I'd actually like to thank my least favourite person of all, J.D. Hansel, for showing me the true meaning of Christmas and teaching me what this season is all about. With that said, I've got presents for everybody. Yay! Here's one for Grover. Uh, This one's for Elmo. Here's one for the Count. Good to see you, Count. Uh, This one's for Oscar, who weirdly hasn't been in this. Uh, one for Big Bird, this one's for you, Kermit, Cookie. Oh, everyone, just grab the box with your name on it. Oh my goodness! Why, my present is a microphone that looks just like Elmo's! And this apron you gave me looked just like Mr. Hooper's! Hey, wait a second, Big Bird's got my nifty scrub brush! Elmo's got radar! And Harry has my Liberace records! Uh, wait, Jared, did you just give everybody each other's things as Christmas presents? Well, yeah, I mean, it's the barter system, right? People give you their stuff, and then you give people stuff. That's how it works, right? Uh, no, that's not how anything works. You're just stupid. What is wrong with you, Mr. Jared? Wait, 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 wait. Before you all get mad at me... Uh, it was JD's idea. What? Yeah, JD said that this would be the only way for me to learn the true meaning of Christmas. Uh, being from another country that has never had a proper Christmas, I just didn't know any better. <laughs> Poor me. Nice going, JD. Yeah, you blockhead! You can't do anything right! Everyone, everyone, I have great news. All of your belongings that were taken from you by that no-good-nick JD have been replaced thanks to funding from my non-profit organization, the Children's Television Workshop. Free presents for everyone! Yay! Except for JD, because he's the worst. Yay! You suck, JD! Thank you, Bert. <sighs> you know what? There's presents and a Christmas tree. But in a twist of irony, now everybody hates JD. 
I love he loves. I love Christmas. You know, at least until next year. And that's the story of how JD and Jared saved or almost stole. Uh, I'm actually not sure what the point of this was. I wasn't paying attention. I'm not really into Christmas. I celebrate Kwanzaa. But all that matters is, some Christmas magic brought this tale to a very happy ending. And they all lived happily ever after. The... Wait a minute. Aren't they supposed to be sent home? <gasps> oh, oh no! The ghost of Christmas specials past Tamanella Grinderfall. That's right, boys. Tis I, Tamanella Grinderfall. And boy, am I disappointed. But we learned the true meaning of Christmas and stuff. Wait, you thought that was the point of all this? Oh, heck no. Did that Scrooge guy tell you that? He's been pulling that prank on people for years. I just sent you here to have your childhoods ruined so you'd be miserable. And it didn't work. But everyone on Sesame Street hates me. Well, yeah, but that was always true. Oh, yeah. So now I'm going to have to send you to a special far more horrible than this place. Come, witches and demons and creatures that kill, send us to the land where time stands still! Oh, great. Now where are we? This is the Dark Crystal Christmas Special. It takes place at Thra's annual celebration of their second winter solstice. But if this is a Christmas special... Wait, n nobody's here. Nothing's happening. Yep, that's the whole special. Well, so long, boys. Have fun. All right, Hansel. Now how are we going to get home? I don't know. Steve, do you have any idea how we can end this thing and go home? Well, you know, there's an old trick that always used to work for the Muppets in situations like this, and I bet it might work for us. And what's that, Steven? What else? Song cue! You're, You're welcome! welcome. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Take it, see. He's making a list, Ooh. checking it twice. Yeah. Gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's coming for you too, Jared. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. It's creepy. He knows when you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Woo! You better, better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Why? Santa Claus is coming to town. Hey, everybody. What's happening? Elmo, what are you doing here? I'm a Rosetta to them. Wow. Want to take a verse, Elmo? Sure. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. La 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. La 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 la. Dawn, we now are virtuous apparel. La 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 la. While we sing for Deb and Carol. La 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 la. Boy, this sure is a great Christmas special. All it's missing is a special musical guest. Ladies and gentlemen. Paul Williams. Love and dreams, love and dreams. I write songs about love and dreams and sometimes promises. No, no, Paul, uh, uh, Paul, 
Mr. Williams, sir, this is a Christmas special that we're doing. So uh, we were kind of hoping you could do like a, a Christmas kind of song, if that's all right. Christmas love, Christmas dreams, lovers dreaming, Christmas dreams, and promises. Okay, I'm not sure you're really getting the idea here. Christmas is like a clown. Yes, Christmas is like a clown. Not everything is like a clown. Yes, everything's like a clown. (sighs) Steve Swanson is like a clown. You're killing me here. The Muppets are like a clown. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Here. We did it.